One man, one dream. Two men, two dreams. Two men, one dream. One place for all your guitar needs. SoGlo Guitar Gallery and SoGlo Custom Guitars at 509 Klaus Soglo Guitar Gallery and Soglo Custom Guitars. 509 Gloucester Street in Brunswick, Georgia has everything. Electric guitars, acoustic guitars, bass guitars, amplifiers, hand-built custom guitars and amps, strings, pedals, and accessories, instrument repairs and guitar lessons, mics and mic stands, even drumsticks. Get 10% off your next purchase. Just say you saw it or heard it on something in the water. For the wants, the needs, the dreams of South Georgia and North Florida guitar players. Soglo Guitar Gallery and Soglo Custom Guitars. 509 Gloucester Street, downtown Brunswick, Georgia. Nineteen twenty-one. You would have been born in twenty-one, right? Yeah. Twenty-two. You'd have been born in twenty-two. I'm gonna tell you something right now. There's no nothing beats experience. That's, That's right. right. Welcome to another Something in the Water episode. I'm one of your co-hosts, Uncle Dave Griffin. I'm Sean Clark. We're here with Tyler Hayes and Mr. Raymond Strickland. It's good to have y'all. We're glad to have y'all on this podcast this time. Two preachers, right? Indeed. Two preachers right here in the flesh. I think that's the first for our podcast episode. Uh and uh, hopefully it won't be the last because we need all the help we can get. <laughs> He's a preacher. I'm almost a retired preacher. Oh, hey, you're hey, retired? once in a while I might fill in or something. That way, okay. Uh, Tyler, how long you been preaching? Not long. Uh, no, no, no. I've been uh, been the pastor at Wooder Chapel for two years. Uh, about three years, years though, okay. altogether. So. All right. So that was a kind of a... Uh, what do they call it? Uh, epiphany or uh, uh, an epiphany after sobriety? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I pastored over Ruskin Church. That's what I was pastoring when I left went to Lawrenceville. Okay. Now, how uh, uh, how long have you been, folks? Before we go any further, uh, Mr. Raymond is a hundred years old. Uh, well, be a hundred and one in about a month. Yeah, a little over a month. 
Oh, my goodness. Now, there's another first. The, the, the first day of February, I'd be 101. Well, that's... Uh, about, about a month and a half. That's quite an achievement. Uh, if we had anybody on the podcast that old yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> All kind of first. That's, that's tremendous. You've seen a lot of things. I've seen all the states and half of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when did you? How long did you say you had been uh, had been preaching or were a preacher? You were a preacher for oh, how yeah. many years? Yeah. About. Uh, well, I don't remember that's exactly what. Right. I've been preaching about pretty close to twenty. 35, 40 years. Okay. All right. And you were pastor out at Ruskin? Yeah. yeah. Well, when I, when I called down and told them I was going to move back to Waycross, they, they wanted me to go back to pastor in Ruskin Church. Mm-hmm. And I told them I didn't want to pastor no more. Mm-hmm. They just preach every once in a while, you know. Right. <clears throat> Leave back to the young boy. <laughs> Leave that to the youngins. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you're also a harmonica player <laughs> and a songwriter. A songwriter. <clears throat> yeah. Well, well uh, both of our guests are, are songwriters and musicians. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, 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 I wrote. Uh, I, I wrote. Uh, you know, come a song out too cold. I wrote my version of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, now, before this uh, episode's over, we're going to get into some original music from both of y'all. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll be uh, a nice little... Uh, yeah, that's a good old prayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he well, we've, been knowing, we've been knowing Tyler for a while now. <clears throat> At least probably 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah. Easily, huh? I tell you, I think the first time I made a, I made how many how many CDs we made? Tyler? <laughs> uh, we've done three albums together. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I played with the Master family for nearly five years, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to try to call some of the old groups that I was with, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I'd say your name's so long, so I was up in Lawrenceville and I hadn't called in about 10 years. I called out and said, it's Mathis. <laughs> she, and I, she, her two daughters, they was in the group, you know. One of them had a little boy, he was about, he was about five years old, and we had a Greyhound bus. Uh-huh. <laughs> they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I suppose traveling the bus, you know, because we go way down to Florida and everywhere. And I think we've been to Alabama a couple, couple three, four times. And uh, <laughs> I called, and she said, uh, I asked her, I said, I can't think of what... What a calling, but 
It was, we'd have to leave, go down Friday, you know. We'd uh, have to leave early in the afternoon, about the middle of the afternoon. Right. He'd come out and get the, go, go get in the bus before we get in the bus and say, Granny, we're going to go to Florida again. She'd say, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> she didn't want to go? No. <laughs> I, I said, I word. What was he having? Cause he showed up, you know. <laughs> yeah. She said, "By the way," she said, "He's a long, long distance truck driver." Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, said he's in that. Said he called me in out of Mississippi. Said called me first. Said Granny. Said I turned my radio on. He said I asked him where we was at. He said Mississippi. Then he turned the radio on. And said I heard. Mr. Raymond played the harmonica. On the radio? Yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, that's like I said, now you have you have been around and seen some things. Well. To be 100 years old. Uh, but the fact that you just said, uh, you asked Tyler how many CDs we got, that shows that you have changed through the years. You're sitting there talking about CDs. Yeah. <laughs> A little old round thing like that, whereas we used to have. Uh, you've seen it all. You've seen it before yeah. there was even uh, records, right? I want to tell you something now. Nineteen twenties or nineteen twenty-one. You would have been born in twenty-one, right? Yeah, twenty-two. You'd have been born in twenty-two. I want to tell you something right now. There's no nothing. Beats experience. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, nothing beat experience. I didn't go. I didn't go to second grade in school. I learned my my second traveling grade? reading signs, signs, you know, and everything. Yeah. I drove. It took me from Friday. It took from from Friday about one o'clock. So Monday morning at 11 o'clock, I drove all the way by myself from Montana. Wow. Outside of that, uh, Yellowstone, I welded some of the frame for the benches, concrete benches of Yellowstone National Park. Wow. I got up one morning at 1 o'clock, put my suitcase in the car and left. Went 500 miles with a big horn, little big horn cattle company, went to work on the cattle ranch. <laughs> I stayed out 18 months. Wow. A little bit of everything. I've done it's it just, all. I'm telling you, and it just makes me feel a little inadequate right now. <laughs> and I thought that uh, I used to feel like I was old, and the old one in the room. And uh, I used to tell people I, I just turned uh, – 68, but if any, if uh, if anybody was to ask me uh, how old I was, I'd just tell them uh, sweet 16 with uh, 42 years of experience. <laughs> and you could be, you'd be sweet 16. <laughs> you just mean I won't be on that now. Well, I'm fixing the case on the experience I've had. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I, I, 
I've even castrated a dog. You oh, yeah. castrated a dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've done it all. Yeah. Did he? Did he need it? <laughs> or, or was <laughs> it? <laughs> I throw him away. <laughs> I guess he. Uh, he uh, and, went and from two things. Whoa, 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 whoa. And two things. Two things. Two things. Animals I haven't castrated. That, that's a, a, a cat in a, a sixteen hundred pound bull. I always had to hold somebody else to do it. They couldn't, they couldn't handle it. It's a, it's a day of many firsts. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, I'd say, I'd say you got us all beat there. <laughs> uh, I was walking down the swamp. I lived down there for a long time. And uh, he had over 100 head of cattle and Every spring, that's when the when it was open range, you know. Mm-hmm. And he drowned them up, and he put them had a big lot there. <laughs> he he come come over at the walk, and I stay with Michael. He said, "All right, I got them up there now. I want you to go in there and caught them now. <laughs> <laughs> I go down and catch them for you know from the market." Brand them, uh-huh. and I had to castrate what he wanted to castrate, you know, the bull. Yeah. What'd you use, pocket knife? or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Peter's not. But not they don't anything. do that no more now. <laughs> they don't, they, they got a, I thought when they I got was, a machine I, that does yeah, it, don't I, they? I, I, after, before I went to work with the cattle company, the cattle company in Montana on the Little Bighorn River, uh, I heard the sheep <laughs> in Livingston, Montana. And uh, I thought they castrated me, you know, but they're not. But they don't. They got a little old thing about a pair of pliers, and they got a little old rubber about like that. Mm. And they fastened it here and here, and when you mashed it out of the way, it opened it up out of the way and just slipped mm. it up through there. Mm. Mm. Take it off out of the way, turn him loose. In about two weeks, it rots off. Yeah, no, oh. no, no blood. Oh, how about it? So that's more humane the way, yeah. the way it is yeah, nowadays. They do it that way. Yeah. Now they don't. You know, at one time they had a man, a cow or something, gets skin on. Who wanted to kill her? Mm. Now you can find them all over the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you go in the water every once in a while. You find a dead cow in the woods. Yeah, screw one, but because they bleed out. Yeah, yeah and if you have, if you, see people marked them back then. Now they don't. They put a stamp in the air, in the air. Mm-hmm. Tag. <clears throat> I tell you what. I, I've been I, I've been I've been in the, in the weather when it was. 56, 56 below zero in Montana. <laughs> wow. That's mm. right. Is it a different kind of cold up there, or is it just well, pure, it, pure it, cold? It, it's real cold, but, and it'd be 95 degrees up there, but it just feels cool because of the cool wind blowing all the time. Mm. Now, what, that's what you call the blue sky state. 
because mm. they, they ain't nothing but wide open. That's all you it, see. It was is the fourth sky. biggest state in the United States when I was out there. And there were more people in Atlanta, Georgia, than there was in the capital of, of Billings, Montana, mm. the capital of Montana. Mm -hmm. um, about, 60, about, 60, about 68 thousand people in the capital. Yeah. Montana. Well, uh, Tyler, uh, jump in there when you get <laughs> when you get ready. I'll tell you what I wanted to ask you. Uh, you grew up right over there uh, uh, near Woodard's Chapel. Yeah, and, right and that's way, where you road. off of Strickland. My granddaddy settled that in 1860. Of course, that road was your people, right? Strickland oh, yeah. Road, yeah. Um, you uh, pastor at Woodard Chapel, and mm -hmm. uh, now how far does uh, your family? Didn't your uh, granddaddy or great granddaddy used to preach? Yeah, my uh, granddad uh, Pete Hayes Pete, was yeah. there for about forty-four years. He was a musician too because he played fiddle. I remember him. That's actually how I got into playing guitar because he needed somebody to play rhythm while he could. Yeah, yeah, me both. So. He's played them many a time. I'll tell you. Now, didn't he come out to uh, the Charlie Leuven show? Yeah, yeah, he was a big Leuven Brothers fan. Your your granddaddy did come was, out uh, there, I believe. Yeah, me and Brother Pete when he when he was a runner's insurance uh, route, he'd come. <laughs> I had insurance with him. He'd come out collecting, you know. <clears throat> he'd come to my house. <laughs> We get down in the middle of the floor. That, that's, that's what got me in the church. Oh, yeah? Him, him and Brother John Crumley. What was y'all doing, wrestling? No, playing music. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, see, I, I, <laughs> you say you got out in the middle of the floor. See, I, I, <laughs> see, I, I, traveled, I traveled playing bluegrass in the country. Yeah? Yeah, before I started playing. I, I, was, I was playing on the contract. In Florida, when I quit, yeah, my wife, I married a good Christian woman. My first wife wanted a divorce. She wanted to live with her mama all the time. And I sent her money to go to Connecticut, where I was at. She going to stay down there. And she went down there and stayed two weeks, and I had to send her back to her mama. Mm. And when I left and went to work in the shipyard in Jacksonville, she called me, told me, said, I want you to get an apartment. She said, I'm going down there now. She said, I'm going to go down there. Mm -hmm. I sent her the money. She caught the bus and went down there. And she stayed there for one week, and I had to send her back to her mama. Uh-huh. And, man, I said, that's it. She said, if your mama better than you do me, so be it. <laughs> See, I, I, I never had a stabilized home. I thought I was wanting somebody, you know. He was telling me uh, when we was eating in the kitchen earlier that you've been on your own since you was 11. 11 years old. Gracious. I can walk in the bed, John Chen, buy a beer, as good as a man was 40 years old. They'd sell it Ten to you when you can. Was, they'd sell it to you when you was Yeah. Uh, nobody would say no, yeah. you know, to object to it. So, uh, did were you living in Waycross all that time? No, in the country. Out in the country, out out there by Woodard Chapel. Well, my daddy got killed. We moved to town one time. 
and uh, just across the street from uh, the stadium mm-hmm. on Samuel Street. You rented a house over there, and you know what it paid rent? Two dollars a month. Wow. <laughs> and a little boy. I'd walk uptown and get me a load of newspapers, hit the street, try to sell them. I got two cents for selling them one. Yeah. Sometimes I'd make six and seven cents. Sometimes that I'd make a, a dime. A Sometimes I would make it three cents. Back in those and days, I, that was more money. And that Red and Davis store, uh-huh. that big sign out on the front says, Smoke meat, three cents a pound. <laughs> that was during the Depression. Yeah. You couldn't get a job. No. That was a, that was a, a rough time for, for just about everybody. It affected just about everybody. Yes, it was. But the thing that's different about the Depression as if we were to hit one of them nowadays, we're going to be in trouble because back then, you had a bunch of farmers that could tend for themselves and grow their own food and everything and canning and pickling and all that kind of stuff. People that so bad and things are gone. Get just what yes for. Were you related to the Woodards? Actually, my uh, my nana, my grandmother's people were Woodards. So. Oh, okay. Your yeah. grandmother's people were yeah. Woodards. Surely, because that was a whole community out there. Yeah, they all had the a people Woodard in that area. Godwin. School, mm-hmm. right out there beyond the church. Woodard Chapel was a Whitehall church before it was Woodard Chapel. Mm-hmm. And my granddad's people, mainly from, uh, he started playing music when he was a kid in Alma because he realized he could make more playing music. His parents passed away at an early age. So he realized he could make more playing music than working in the field. So, and then he, okay. uh, after the, before and after the Korean War, he was a professional musician. So he played with Webb Pierce some and wow. did some touring and, so that was he's a fiddle player. You know? Webb, uh, your Pete was mm-hmm. a f- fiddle player. His story's a lot like fiddled, mine because he had the uh, yeah baby. he had the pre minister days and then kind of settled down. Met my grandmother and uh, got into jobs in insurance salesman and then pastored and so yeah. yeah. Tupelo know, County Jail, Webb Pierce. You ever heard that? Song? Yeah, yeah, good song. Did you, did you know that I've never charged anybody? For playing? Pastor of church. marry somebody or <laughs> preach a funeral. If they call me to preach a funeral, the first thing I tell them, as far as I'm concerned, there's no money involved now. You wouldn't take it? No. Yeah. Now, Did they take up collection for you and no, stuff like that? No. no. Yeah. But now, if, if, if I went, I preached at Carter Chapel a lot. They'd call me and I'd go all the way to uh, Scuffletown. Go over there and preach. When I was pastoring Ruskin Church, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd go over there and preach. <laughs> they needed they needed religion in Scuffletown yeah. from the stories I've heard I about Scuffletown. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I whipped the boy out there. <laughs> there were some mean people out yeah, there. Yeah, but I learned a lesson out there. <laughs> <laughs> little man could fight too, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I never. Now, if I go to the church, you know, uh, any church call me for 
Called for a funeral. I go even go, go to Bronx. I preached two funerals in Bronx down there. Mm-hmm. And never saw them a dime. I, when they called me, I didn't know who they was. I saw my third officer, and I was no money involved in it. You said you was ordained. Did you have to go to school to be ordained? No. Or was it just something that you... I come up, come with like power. How do you become ordained nowadays? You train in your church. Is it like how many hours you put in or something yeah. like that? And, and they yeah, say, well, okay, uh, now you're ordained. Well, it's just like a man make a speech. If you can't make a good speech, ain't nobody going to hire you to make a speech. That's right. <laughs> uh-huh, right. So you you log so many hours of experience, and then all then you become ordained. There's one yeah. thing about it. <laughs> there's, nobody, there, there's nobody that ever had to turn down plastic things any more than I have. Mm-hmm. I got I got a letter from a nurse in Atlanta, and then oh my, I asked her a question, and she she said she. I got them up. I can show them to you, the cards. She said, it, I got 16 cards. And she, she wrote me, she got, got one of them cards in there. She said she's closer to God. She'd never been her life since she'd met me. Mm. And she, she said, first time she saw me, I met her in the house shopping. Mm-hmm. And she said, she was, her and her aunt was there, and uh, she was looking for some gospel tapes down, you know, where they had them down there. Mm-hmm. And her aunt was standing there, and I was, we weren't too wide. And I was going to be, be they were going, coming this way in the store shop, and I was on this end going in the same aisle. Mm-hmm. And this is, well, I got there, I, 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 I kind of had to crowd to get by, you know, because I wanted to go on down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And she was down, down there, about time I stopped. And uh, <laughs> she looked up at her aunt the other way and said, I don't see a gospel tape that I see that I'd like. And I had two in my pocket. <laughs> And I spoke up. I said, I'm a gospel singer and a harmonica player. I said, I got one. I said, I got some, some I'll give you. And she looked up out of ways. <laughs> she told me, she said, I could almost see Christ. And you said, I had a feeling I'd never felt in my life. I got a card there. How about that? Her own handwriting. That's I said she, said she thanked God every day that God permitted me to enter into her life. Yeah. And one other asked her a question, she gave me the wrong answer. (laughs) 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 She knew knew it was ordained minister, too. And I explained to her why I couldn't. Right. Well, me and Sean. I asked for everybody that rules that book to the very best of my being. And that's just what I'm going to do. I don't care what anybody says. That's right. John and I have been asked. Uh, but, I, but she got some, <laughs> she got some, some more preachers down there to do what she wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. And I know it. 
Yeah, y'all ordained. ordained well, tour, right? I don't know if we're ordained. Or licensed, licensed. Licensed, yeah. I think. Is you the, got to say no. Are we ordained? What kind of temptation it is. I guess we... Uh, Let me ask you a plain question. All right. Why in the world can tempt a man any more than a good-looking woman? They ain't much better. You know what Bob said about that, don't you? What? He said a man that mourned a woman a few days and full of trouble. <laughs> Old Adam was in trouble, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. She, she, yeah. She, she, I don't know. She, she, uh, poor, poor old women get a bad rap, don't who, they? They do. They do. Who tempted Adam? Eve. Uh, Eve did, yeah. And but who it, tempted that Eve to serve You know, God told him, <laughs> don't touch that tree of life in the midst mm -hmm. of the garden. Do you know what yeah, that so. tree was? The tree of life or the tree some of knowledge. I heard some priests say it was an apple. There was no apple. The fruit. It was a fruit, right? It, not an apple. But no. Did they call that you the Adam's know what it apple? Because hmm. that, that was life. Mm -hmm. Don't touch it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't do that. And God told them, told them, mm -hmm. said, the day you touch it, that's the day you die. Mm -hmm. they Saving the seeds. They could have lived Eve forever. told us that all oh, ain't nothing to that. <laughs> yeah. She, 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 she. Mm -hmm. yes, Once she took a bite, she saw herself as that's being right. naked. And, and it's the same way with a woman. There's nothing in the world that attempt any more than a good-looking man in a new automobile. Maybe a new house or something, you know? That's right. Good standing. New guitar. You got to get shed of that. You got to get it shed of that. The Bible says this it said if you even look at a woman much of lust that you've already committed adultery in your heart. That's right. That's what Jimmy Carter said in his Playboy interview. <laughs> Way back in nineteen seventy. It said yes the, the lust in one eye. That's enough. And, and, you love to ask your money. You're putting that ahead of God. Mm -hmm. I tell you. Uh, I never, I've never had a desire to be a rich man. Never. I don't need the more than I need than nobody else do. That's right. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. And God, what did God say? He said, I'll supply your needs. He didn't say you won't. Back when you was playing music, did you ever play with anybody big time? Yeah, under contract. Who who who's some of the people that you played with? I got I got uh, can't think of their names now. I got a contract from Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, they turned it up, sent it every every Tuesday, and I'd go to my dad's mama, Florida. I had to go down there every Saturday night. I was there every Saturday night. Good gracious. And he plainly stayed on the contract. If I didn't show up, it cost me $12,000. About how old were you back in those days? Well, I was. Twenties? No, I remember I was 50 years old. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So you've been doing that for, uh, how long you been playing that harmonica? Ever since I was a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> What kind is that? Is that a, a honer or no? A, you know who makes the best harmonica? Who? Japan. Yeah. They got my American B three. I can't even play hardly a, a, 
American made horror. Oh, Germany's yeah. the next best. Uh, right. And China. China's yeah. a good one. Right. I got some I bought way back. Honer. You remember That's when, Germany, you remember when we were making them CDs with the rays? I bought some from him for three dollars a piece and I still got them and I can still play them. Mm. And I played wow. for I played for about three or four groups with them in harmonica. But these young are the best you can buy. Lee Oscar. Lee Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we used to sell them down at the music store that I was working for. They're getting pretty rough, I think. Can you play a little tune? Oh, I'm, I'm a, I wrote a gospel one more battle. <clears throat> <clears throat> Maybe <laughs> I know this cold Bless you. Oh. Yeah, that, uh, that's none. Of, I didn't write this, and this, this is one that, uh, and I'm on a person, but it makes it, you may some more go. Well, uh, side way closer to me. What was it? Uh, Marty Cox? No? Was it Roger? Roger Prevat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's one call me. And told me to out to my CDs that she'd bought from and trying to learn how to play gospel trains. He said he told us over and over again. He said, Mom, I can't play it. <laughs> he said, I wore them both out and asked me to have another one. He said, but he told us, then he called me again told me, said, I just told Mama, Shut the door on it. <laughs> so he got your C C D where you was playing it and trying to learn off off of you? Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and that's saying something because he's good. Yes, he and is. And if he couldn't figure it I, out, if he plays Carter McCoy type, I don't do that. Oh, okay. I don't I play my own style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this that song uh, the gospel train? No, I, I, I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna try to do the park chase. I got a cold. I'll okay. tell you, maybe I can do some of it. 
I'm not my, my best when I got this cold. You know, I'll right. <laughs> what was she saying in between? Was that words that's, or just just noise? Like bark like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, people used to pox on a whole lot. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> well, Y'all want to take a break and then come back and have yeah, the guitar? Yeah, let's do that. We'll I take it. A little white church by the road. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I had that Ruskin church in mind when I wrote that song when I was a little boy. Used to ride back on the road cross ties, barefooted, wet all over, come by an old church, still the old, old, old country church. I didn't know what church was then, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I remember going by and we finally wound up pastoring. <laughs> How about that? Well, let's see. Uh, what's the name of that one? That you, about the church? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know that one? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break, folks. We'll be right back with the song uh, with a little bit of original music from Tyler Hayes and Raymond Strickland. Come see us. We'll be right back. Something in my brain won't let me stray Something in my veins gonna find its way Something in the water taught me how to pray When the cold black water finds its way into your veins You'll never be the same Welcome back. As promised, we've got uh, Mr. Tyler Hayes and Raymond Strickland going to play us some music here. What you, what you, uh, y'all got here? You want, you want me to go first? And then sure, go? yeah, that, that sounds good. I'm, this is a, an original of mine called Sevenths, and it's uh, from my, actually the first release. I just finished up the third album, but this is from the Central Avenue Waiting EP. All right. From... A little while ago, it's called Sevenths. Yeah, All right. there's a lot of seventh chords in it. So okay. <laughs> sun doesn't make me smile So I guess I'm just staying a while 
doesn't have to be this way Is love something that we see Or just something in the way Whatever happened to being alright I thought the looks of things would change But it was just something in my eyes Every day's the same moving all along Just a few more days of pain and then you're gone I'm tired of moving the circles going up and down But This is the only place that I've ever found Things have to be this way Allow something that we see Or just something in the way And whatever happened to being alright I thought the looks of things would change But it was just something in my Good. Want y'all do something together? Yeah, we'll play one. Yeah. What do you say, Rank Stranger? You know that one? Oh, yeah, tell me what key you got. What key a harp you got? got a a C. A C? Can you play, uh, let's see. You have to play G. I can try it in G. I I normally do it in D. I said I can try it in G. I normally do it in the D, but I can try it in G. I wandered again to my home in the mountains when you saw me down. I was happy and free. I looked for my friends, but I never can find them.
I'm singing a G. So, so. Uh, maybe a traditional uh, gospel, you know, or something from your album, oh, or an original that Raymond wrote, or something. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I can sing a little church or not. Let me see if you. <laughs> you go ahead and do what you want to do. Well, if you if you, if you I'll try it. Yeah, just try a little bit bit of it. Okay, I got to You can always tell how good a song's going to be by the number of times people clear their throat before you know. <laughs> That's before singing. Right. So here's an original. Too, too wound out. 
That was great. That yeah. was good. Yeah, you wrote that about the little little yeah, white church. Yeah, there's more to it. I'm going to finish it up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I didn't want you to get winded, but yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. Finish it on. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were needing a break. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, how about this? I'll do my little tale of the week while you catch your breath, and then we can take it out with, with that if y'all want to. All right. Let her rip. A red-headed stranger from Blue Rock, Montana, rode into town one day. And under his knees was a raging black stallion, and loping behind was a bay. The red-headed stranger had eyes like the thunder, lips that were sad and tight. His little lost love was asleep on the hillside, his heart it was heavy as night. Don't cross him, don't cross him, he's wild in his sorrow, he's riding and hiding his pain. Don't fight him, don't smite him, just wait till tomorrow and maybe he'll ride on again. A yellow-haired woman leaned out of her Folks, we're listening to uh, Red-Headed Stranger from Arthur Guitar Boogie Smith. Yeah, he released this on MGM Records. The song was written in 1953, the year I was born. 23 years later, I would shake the hand of the man whose version of the song is the most recognized around the world today. He just didn't seem to care. She followed him out when he sat on the stallion. Last if she grabbed that. That's it. No, I was doing fade. That was a fade. The song's lyrics were written by Edith Lindemann while sitting at home one night playing with the idea of colors. Carl Stutz, a musician and radio announcer for WRVA in Richmond, Virginia, composed the music. Red-Headed Stranger details the story of a man who rambles into town on a black stallion, leading the bay horse of his dead wife. In a tavern, the stranger meets a blonde woman who follows him outside and attempts to steal the bay. He shoots her and leaves town after being found not guilty, considering that the woman tried to steal his horse. That tells you a little bit about the uh, dynamics of the Old West. Huh? Horse was more important. Willie Nelson used to play the song in 1954 on his radio show, The Western Express on KCNC Fort Worth, Texas, as a naptime tune at one in the afternoon for the children in the listening audience. He also sang the song for his daughter, Lana, at bedtime, and on several occasions, he sang it on his own radio show. His wife at the time, in 1974, Connie Kepke, gave him the idea to write a Western concept album based on The Red-Headed Stranger. Willie's timeless album, released in May 1975 on Columbia Records, reached number one on the Billboard chart for top country albums. I bought my copy in 75 at Sin City Records, owned and operated by Billy Ray Heron in Waycross, Georgia. 
In October that year, I started playing music on the road with Eddie Middleton, former lead singer for King David and the Slaves after Randall Bramlett departed. Our band at that time was called Homegrown. Based out of the King of the Road in Valdosta, Georgia, we were a five-piece band that played a mixed variety of music from southern rock and country to top 40 R&B and funk. Middleton handled the bookings, and we traveled around quite a bit. Landing in 1976 at Sonny's Lake Forest Lounge on Lim Turner Boulevard in Jacksonville, Florida. Located on the south side of the Trout River, its audience was a melting pot of upscale blacks and middle-class whites. There was a sweet little waitress that worked at Sonny's whose name I cannot remember. She had two tickets for Willie Nelson and family at the Jacksonville Coliseum on Tuesday, May 18th. I was invited, and off we went. When we got there, the floor was only about half full, but still we navigated into the seats to the right of the stage. Poco was the opening act, and when their set was finished, much to my surprise, half the Coliseum left. Well, I like Poco just fine, but come on now. This was Willie Nelson. Why are you leaving? What came next was an amazing, intimate performance, a complete retelling of his current hit album with sister Bobby Nelson on piano, Jody Payne on guitar, Mickey Raphael on harmonica, Paul English on drums, and B. Spears on bass guitar. I bought a Willie t-shirt during the intermission and slung it over my shoulder as we moved down to the front of the stage for most of the rest of the show. When it ended, we were among a small, satisfied handful of fans gathered at the apron of the stage with Willie's personal and undivided attention. The roadies was out there wrapping cords and Willie was right there shaking hands with those of us that wanted to talk to him. Came my turn, he autographed the shirt and looked dead at me as we shook hands. And without a word, I saw in his deep brown eyes the contented soul of an artist who had just played his heart out for a half-empty coliseum. In this business, Willie Nelson has seen a lot of ups and downs. I'm sure he's enjoyed the highs, and after reading this next quote from Willie, I'm equally sure that he's never let the lows last too long. It's what Willie says, quote, there's not a lot I can do about what happened last year or yesterday. And there's not a lot I can do about tomorrow. But right now, everything's good. <laughs> That's Willie's philosophy on life. It's a good, good Willie voice, too. It don't get no better than uh, 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 you can't control what happened yesterday. You don't know what's fixing to happen ahead of you. You might as well just say, okay. What am I doing today to make it right, to make it good? <laughs> I met B. Spears. Did you? Yep. In Nashville? Out on uh, Leaper's Fork. Leaper's Fork. Yeah. yeah uh, he's putting together an old musket <laughs> when we come in. And uh, But he, he, you know, he passed away. Yeah, yeah. Fell outside of his uh, trailer in the snow and Hit his head and froze froze out there. Good Lord. That's the way to go. 
Uh, I don't know if he hit his head or broke his back or something, but he nobody was around. You knew he was out there. Well, Willie's still carrying on. How old is How old is Willie now? He's got to be. He's got to be on up there. He's probably in his. He's about eighty-eight. Eighties, late eighties or so. Um. I can't remember when this uh, episode airs, but I think we will have already seen Willie Nelson right up the road from us here in, in uh, Alma, Georgia. He's going to be in Alma? Yeah, uh, February. There's people that have been having like vanilla date. ice and uh, whatever. Vanilla and, Nelly. Oh, and all that stuff out there. They're having uh, Willie. Okay. Yeah, we got tickets. Check that out. Willie Nelson, Alma, Georgia. I think it's February. I found this on the web. Yeah. Um, Kobe Barber Farms. Um, um, yeah, that is February the 8th. We well, so, all want to play us out? Yeah. You want to do that rest of that song now? You You feel like giving it a shot? Or how did I go to the bathroom first? Okay, huh? yeah, <laughs> go out on the last verse. That's fine. Hey, he's got to go to the bathroom first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I thought she said last, last verse. verse. We're gonna take, we'll take we got a bathroom right there. Won't take me in a minute. Okay, we'll be right back. Well, take us home. Trickling original right there. Well, I, I, I didn't have as good as I could do it, though. Yeah, he's got a cold this time, folks. <clears throat> uh, 
And we thank y'all for being a part of our podcast, uh, Tyler Hayes. That's uh, him on that two coats I wrote. All right, we're taking that one. Two coats. I I don't know. (laughs) You ready? Thank y'all for being on. I appreciate y'all for letting us. And thank y'all for watching. Take it away, boys. I'll tell you about Jesus and what he can do. He gave me a new coat, here's a thing for you. I'm glad that he saved me and he showed me the way. I pulled off the old coat and threw it away. I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I put off the old coat I put on the new. Now the old coat was dirty, not fit to wear. He gave me that new coat, Lord, I'm not ashamed to wear. <clears throat> Tell you the best thing I ever did do. I put off the old coat and I put on the new. <laughs> right. <laughs> I put off the old coat and I put on the new. Hey. Okay.